Staten Island thing started boiling over last night. Hold the law! Hold the law! A standoff anti-vaccine mandate protesters against sanitation department trucks. Showing this large group against the city's vaccine mandate, blocking garbage trucks from entering the hub. And if that wasn't working, lone protesters making sure they got the job done. You know what they did? They got me to be here instead of work, organizing every one of you. The timeline has ended, and we're here to tell you that Matt's Public House is officially open and we will not close. In New York's 11th Congressional District, Nicole Malitakis has a primary challenger, and he's joining us. John Matlin, thanks for joining us. This is the Patriot Panel. Welcome to the Patriot Panel. Uh, as you can see, I have Michael Kane here, Teachers for Choice. And we're going to do uh, pretty much just an all-around update on all of these court cases that are going on. The one thing that I always know when I have a question about court cases, the guy that's right here with me is who I reach out to because he kind of <laughs> knows a lot about what's going on. So give us some updates. Uh, recently, I've been telling everybody, be at the courthouse in Staten Island, New York, and I've given them date after date. And then, like, I think it was, was it yesterday? Therefore, uh, Michael texts me, goes, it's changed again. And I feel awful because like I was given a fiery speech, you know, and I was telling people that I had to come down there. I interviewed with the Advents when we were down there last time. And I don't think that interview ever saw the day of light because that's usually what happens with the Staten Island Advents and me, oil and water, Michael. But give us some updates. Yeah. So uh, we were supposed to be headed in back to court for a Teachers for Choice lawsuit that's backed by Children's Health Defense, Sujata Gibson is the attorney. We're headed in June 21st, and it has been postponed to July 18th. Um, so please, everybody, make note of that. And this case is important. This date is important because this is the date that Sujata Gibson uh, and also Michael Sussman has joined the case, another attorney who has a lot of class action experience. They're looking to certify, certify a class. Now, that hasn't happened in New York yet. So they want to certify and define a class, and they're going to be asking that any DOE employee, teacher, power professional, teacher aide, um, anybody at the DOE who was fired over this vaccine mandate um, that filed for a religious exemption at, at any point, even if they told you, well, no, we're not accepting them now, but you sent yours in anyway, that still counts. We want that to be the class in this case. So if you were at the DOE and you were fine, and if you went back, if you got the shot, I know people I have good friends that were out for six months and they said, Mike, I can't do this anymore. Um, they got the shot. They went back. I know people forced them to retirement. All of that is open for what we hope the judge will agree with us on that we can certify uh, a class that is that broad. So we don't know what the judge will do, but we do know if he's staring at five people in the courtroom, it's not as compelling to create a a class. But if he's staring at 50 to 100 and people are in the overflow, we have a rally outside, which is what the whole thing we're going to intend for July to be. It's a lot more. The, the judge gets the impression this is important and people are watching. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, I'm, I don't know if you were at the one for um, the for the restaurants in Staten Island for IROR, but on in early September of 2021, right after uh, I had been released for the banner, but I, I still had to go through that process of getting my job back just to get fired again for yet again, for them rejecting my religious exemption. 
um, there was the huge rally. The, the, the whole entire front of the courthouse was packed out. And the people that went in, you had to do the little wear the mask thing. But I looked around and in, in, in the uh, this, it was like the exact courtroom setup uh, that we have in the current court in four, room 420. Uh, there was a few aisles for media and whatnot. And the people that I can remember being there, obviously myself, Danny Presti, and it was funny because Danny actually wore the mask that day. I was like, we got to get in to hear this court case because uh, Mark Fonti and Lou Giardolamo, I can never get his name right, Giardolamino, we're, we're, um, we're, we're doing the court case. And John Tobacco was over to the right, and there was only like four or five of us. And watching that court case, I was literally, I thought I was going to have a heart attack because the judge in real time was like, I don't want to see any whistleblower emails from New York City and whatnot. But in in her in her, you know, decision, she mentioned that she was basically disgusted by the grandstanding and rallying outside. And I thought that, you know, I thought that wouldn't even be referenced. I thought that would be hidden. But that does make an effect one way or another on on these judges. That's oh, for yeah. sure. It has it has an impact on the judges. It has an impact on the media. And it has an impact on politicians. It has an impact on lawyers. It has an impact on history. You know this, John. We're in the middle of writing history. I mean, that that's what's happening here. Look at what we went through over these past two, three years. Look at all the things that have happened. Um, these are not insignificant situations. This and and on on some level, yeah, I want my job back still, and thousands of people want their job back still. But I want my children to have an opportunity to be in a society that doesn't require injections for access. I want my grandkids to be proud of being Americans and to feel the same freedoms and civil liberties that for most of my life I felt. So yeah. th- that's and and that's the thing. I know we're weary. I know we're tired. I know it's been long, but but we need to think about this beyond ourselves and about the impact that we're having on history. This is not done. And uh, we need to finish this game out, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely uh, historical, this whole entire process. And on the face of it, everyone's like, oh, just get a job. I mean, I've, I've had this argument with people. I, I still, it, it feels like I'm taking crazy pills, but I'm having the same arguments still with people like, well, you know, you could have just moved. And I'm like, this is the United States of America. I'm not supposed to just have to move from New York to go get a job. And and a lot of people forget that federally, that they wanted to make these rule sets go across every private employer across the country with, yep. with, with OSHA and everything. People don't realize it because it got struck down. But if it hadn't, they would, you know, but how do these things get struck down? Well, there's people out there that are really kicking mud right now. And everyone's like, oh, it's just to get your job back. No, we're slinging that mud. We're yelling. We're in the we're in we're in the uh, you know in the fight all the time. And it's not just to get our job back. That's the the face value of the ticket, but the history behind it's a lot more. It's so that everyone, long after we drop dead, can keep their job, and this does not happen again. And freedom will be the rule of law. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. We're seeing right now every week Congress is bringing in another. Democrat or public official to throw tomatoes at them for what they did in, during COVID. Why did that happen? That happened uh, to some extent. A number of the people in Congress agree and you know genuinely feel that way. But it happened because we made so much noise. We were so big, and we became a national and international movement. And in New York, we ended up flipping four congressional seats 
red. And that ended up being responsible for changing the balance of power in Congress. And Congress went, oh, my God, this COVID issue is actually a big deal. And a big part of that flip was a medical freedom vote in New York. And the politicians here know that. Um, Actually, as a matter of fact, Congress just got back in touch with me yesterday about the um, problem codes for New York City teachers. John, Uh, you might remember this, where there's an accusation that New York City teachers' fingerprints um, are sent to the FBI. Now, that's in dispute, but there is no dispute that problem codes were used to punish unvaccinated educators exactly the way they punish educators accused of pedophilia or beating kids. So so we know that. And so I'm just, hey, this is breaking news really here on your podcast. Uh, Congress is paying attention and that's going to come back up as well, too. So um, nobody should think that these efforts went for not just because you didn't get your job back yet. Some people have gotten their jobs back. Um, some unions have been uh, better than others. As a matter of fact, um, there's the, the, new, the New York Public Employee Federation, I believe it is, PEF. It's an AFL-CIO union representing 50,000 healthcare workers. They wrote two affidavits in Sujata Gibson's case for medical professionals for informed consent versus Mary T. Bassett. That's a case she's really kicking butt in and really winning in to strike down the healthcare mandate, excuse me, the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. They want, they want that to run through September. Am I correct when I say that? Yeah. So they said, we're removing, they, they they appealed Sujata's win. And then when they showed up to court, they showed up late. They weren't there when the, when the, the, the case was announced, which is very bizarre for a state attorney from Tish James's office to not show up when the court calls your name. And then they show up virtually on an, a case they're appealing, they're ready to battle. And they say, oh, we're going to repeal this mandate. So, so your honors, vacate the the lower court decision. Get rid of the wins Sujata had because it doesn't matter anymore because we're going to get rid of it. And then we find out getting rid of it, quote unquote, means by September because of all of the red tape. They have to have a hearing. They have to allow public comments. Um, And Sujata has actually filed a motion saying, since you're getting rid of it, get rid of it now. Let people get their jobs back right now. And hopefully uh, next week, early next week, We'll hear back from the court. We also are hearing, though, in New York, many private hospitals are bringing back healthcare workers that are unvaccinated because they need them, because they're in a desperate shape, and because the private hospitals, a number of them, care about the care that they're giving. The state hospitals are not hiring back um, workers right now. They're saying, well, we're still under this rule that's technically still there even though which they said they won't enforce i mean this we are in some (laughs) strange times michael i mean i i have people reaching out to me in my dms and i am the worst when it comes to dms i have thousands in the unread folder uh i can't even get to them i can't keep up and that's why i just try to go through the comments when i can and you know i went i got one message the other day i got offered my job back and that was in New York. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, Montefiore. Okay. And, you know, the person is in 1199, if I'm not mistaken. And they messaged him. They said, hey, great news. Everything's changing and you can come back. Like like it never happened, essentially. And yeah. I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, that, that's awesome. And I was like, are you going to do it? And the person's like, I don't know if I if I want to now. 
Oh yeah, no, you have that for sure. I mean, there's there's people that say, I don't know if I want my job back. There's people that say, hell no, I never want to work for them again. But there are also people who are saying, please, please let me work again. So we have we have that whole range of folks. And- I have I have a specific spot in that range, Michael. Everyone says, why would I go back? And and I am going to go back. I'm going to go back as a per diem. I'm going to walk in and I'm going to do my job respectfully. And I'm not going to raise hell because my presence being back in there is a flag flown of winning. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to put my scrubs on. I'm going to walk into Staten Island University Hospital South. I am going to sit at my old CAT scan console. I am going to tell my patient every detail about their exam. I will press my button that says, breathe in, hold your breath. I will do the damn thing. And and again, people go, well, they're never going to let you back. Well, again, the, the truth of this is I interviewed with them when they put out the call. They put out a call that said, we are we're doing $10,000 sign-on bonuses. They're suffering. The truth yeah. is I know everybody in that department for the most part. I know every detail of that department. It's like I never left that department in these two right. years. They have multiple multiple agency techs that they're paying almost triple the salary to. They don't have enough staff to cover anything. They took people that were off weekdays only to weekends again. The place is a fire of 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 necessary that they need more employees. Let's I, w- I was going to go into a dumpster fire, but I don't need to do that. So at this point, I went in in February, I applied, I had an interview. I was told during the interview, I'm not going to mention who it was with, that if they would let me be hired, now this is right after the initial win, before they put this the, the, the stay on it, that they would hire me that day and I can work at 4 p.m. And they said, but they don't know if Northwell will allow me to. I brought up the fact that I've been there, Michael, for 18 years. They used to have what was called a do not rehire list. It was a basically a blacklist. And I never had it down to where it started. I've gone through different channels. There, there was confirmation, but they said when Northwell took over Staten Island University Hospital that that practice stopped. Okay, fair play. So now that's where I'm leading. But the current managers were like, I, I know, I don't know if you're on any type of list. So maybe there's no list. However, in the 15 years I was with SIUH South and the three years I was with Verrazano Radiology, which is by the North site, I never was written up once. Matter of fact, I always excelled at every review. I knew how to do every procedure that happens at Staten Island University South. The only thing that I did, Michael, was go out on my lunch break and say what you're about to do to us and then every profession and every job thereafter is not constitutionally correct and it is against my religious beliefs and for that they may never hire me again so i'm going to need some strong evidence when they tell me because they told me in february michael that they went with better candidates that were better suited for the job and that they take into account your previous work with northwell which to me and you could tell sujata this because i will be suing i will tear the roof down if i don't get my per diem job and it behooves them to give me my per diem job i'll only be there a few hours a month i think that that would make quite a lot of sense for them to let bygones be bygones as they say um yeah i'm going to reapply in july and see see what the deal is but they didn't go with any better candidates 
they still didn't hire a person since February, not one person. This is religious persecution and it will be followed up or again, it's time to wave the white flag for Northwell and let me come do my job. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. Uh, to, to have you back working again, just like having me back working again and, and so many others and teachers for choice and educators for freedom, uh, it sends a message. And, and one of the, the big things you brought up is quality of care. Um, and I would say quality of education. We don't need every educator who is willing to take a stand and lose their job and go through the hardest times of their life for something they believe in to be gone from the kids. And we don't need somebody who is willing to say this vaccine mandate is not based on science. I know the science. I've been following it. We don't need that person to never treat New York City patients ever again. That's so dangerous. When you get rid of the critical thinkers and you have the critical thinkers say, I'm never coming back. Well, where where are you going? Where are you going to go when you get hit by a car, right? Some people can go to private schools. Some people can homeschool. Well, not everybody can. So anybody who's too poor or stuck in a situation and has to rely on the public school, all they get is sheep educators. That's all we're going to provide. So, and I put that out there not to say anything bad about people who say, F you, I'm never coming back. I respect that opinion. I, I do. I do too. But, but I just think those people also need to respect those who do come back because we need society to function well. We need people who, who care and who are smart and who think and are critical thinkers and challenge power to be in our hospitals, to be in our school systems, to, to be policing, to be in the fire department. It's crucial for society to operate correctly um, and and um, optimally. Yeah, I, I, I think that everybody does have to respect one another's opinions and ways to go. That's generally where we run into issues in society at this point and uh, across the board. But, you know, there's a lot of people that say the same thing and and that you shouldn't work if you don't have the vaccine. They're still holding that opinion. And that's an opinion that, you know what, F feel free to have it. Uh, I'm going to shut it down with actual science. And and like you said, I could think I'm not a sheep. Uh, I'm not a sheep. So I'm able to uh, bring logic to the table. And and still, there's still people that are out there that are so politically charged. Uh, I don't care about what side of the aisle you're on, really, at this point. I'm talking about science. I'm talking about the reality. Everyone gets COVID, no matter what. There's studies out there that say you're more likely to get COVID if you've had an injection. There's so many different studies out there, negative efficacy studies. Yep. And these people don't want to read these studies and they'll say things like, I keep getting this one troll and she'll be like, well, you're unemployed and you're trying to get everybody sick. And they try to run like the unemployment as their insult. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know I'm unemployed, dopey. Look at the situation we're in, like freedom's dying. That's what you're celebrating. What uh, come up with something better than that? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I hear you entirely on this. Um... But we're going to win, um, Michael. We're going to win as long as it takes. We've said it since day one. We're going to win. We are winning. It's starting to show. I mean, everywhere. But people do have to understand that there are still mandates in areas. And yep. also, the big thing is, even when they're all technically gone, like you're saying, the state's not hiring back certain people. Uh, private businesses will do the same over this. And the the idea of a religious exemption is not something that you can say no to. That's the whole entire point of what we have in our constitution. Yeah, one, one of the things that happened is the religious exemption 
you really had a minority of people, a real small minority of people say, hey, I object on my sincerely held religious basis. And but now what they've done by just trying to shame and 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 destroy and push out of the scene those of us who have those beliefs, they've drawn tons of attention to it. As a matter of fact, you had in Mississippi a lawsuit. Federal court said Mississippi, who hasn't had a religious exemption for children to attend school for like 40 years. The court just said, you have to have one. Uh, Aaron Siri, I believe, is the attorney, the brilliant attorney uh, with ICANN uh, that fought it and won it. And these atta- there's been attacks on religious exemptions for kids in, in, in states for years now, especially 2015, it happened in California, 2019, it happens in New York, it happens in Maine after that, in Connecticut after that, New Jersey fights it off. Um, that now is shifting to where we see a federal court victory and we're not seeing those attacks on religious exemption. We have 45 states that have a religious exemption for children to attend school. So that's starting to shift as well too. In in Albany, we we, we were fighting the session. You, you were there January 10th when we rallied. You spoke, we were inside uh, of the Capitol rallying and battling. They couldn't pass any of the bills that they wanted to pass to become law related to vaccination. And that's because the tide has changed. That's because we have Republicans that are now sponsoring good bills. That's because there's pressure and they know they can't just do this in the darkness, in the shadows, in the corners. They know there's all these organizations that have their eyes on them and are drawing attention to it. And last election cycle, there are people who lost their seats over COVID mandates, over medical freedom issue. And there's also others that kept their seats by the skin of their teeth, by 500 votes, 1,500 votes. Um, So, you know, and we didn't get everything we wanted. I'm not happy happy Kathy Hochul um, won the governorship, right? And I had supported Lee Zeldin. I thought he was the better of the two choices. Um, but again, even though we lost, we, we didn't lose. We had uh, Zeldin performed better uh, than any Republican in decades. Um, they, they felt they felt him nipping at their heels and they lost seats as well, too. So I know that it's not all of the victories that we want, but they have Kathy Hochul in for four years. They have a supermajority. They should be passing everything they want to pass. And they're not. And that's because of our pressure. And that's because of everything that we've been doing. And I, I, I put this out there and I say this just for people to understand. We don't win every victory. But just like you said, John, overall, we are winning. And it is going in our direction now for sure. Yeah. And and that's the thing. People, you know, the first time we did the Albany rally and we were outside and it was blistering cold. Yeah. You know, we had a lot of people there and people think this is easy people think that going like this is not something that you wake up in the morning and say i can't wait to go sit in the ice cold after a three-hour drive in the icy snow when i left the house that morning there was uh accidents everywhere the roads were covered in ice there was uh, an mta bus that blocked off an intersection i was stuck there for 15 minutes because it was like five car pile up and i'm like i have to make it all the way to albany didn't cross my mind to go home and get back into bed I just said, where is the next McDonald's so I could get a McMuffin? I needed <laughs> to make it there. And yeah. this 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 trajectory, you know, there was something that came up the other day. And it, again, I have a lot of fun with trolls. Call it my, my weakness. I enjoy toying with them when they come to my profile to troll. But somebody said, you came onto the scene out of nowhere and, 
you know, that I'm controlled opposition or something. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what, what scene I was in before Max Public House? I would go to work, come home, watch some TV and go to sleep and go to work. And you were a union guy. Yeah, like my whole life got turned upside down. Your whole life, everyone across the whole entire globe's life got turned upside down. And yeah, some of us got angry enough to answer the call and 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 whatnot. But it's like I didn't burst onto a scene. I was forced onto a scene. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand is I it's like answering like a call. It felt when the whole Max Public House thing happened, Michael, that was like a destiny thing. It didn't even cross my mind. I said, This place needs to open because this is the first step they've gone. They've gone completely rogue. Like months have gone by. It's over. We have to figure out how to continue on, and it's not by making every business go bankrupt. Yeah, it starts yeah. here, and it progresses to the next step. And I kept saying it, and everyone's like, "Oh, that'll never happen." That, and it just kept happening. And I'm like, "That's that wasn't bursting onto the scene. I was trying to hit the brake and rip the emergency cord." Yeah, and I, I, you know, I remember the, the Max Public House situations going down, and everybody in the medical freedom movement saying like. Staten Island's ground zero for medical freedom in New York right now, you know, it just had such a huge impact. And there's no question that it was just, you know, shutting down the businesses was step one. I mean, right away, we knew, you know, those of us paying attention knew forced injections to access society was coming. And it came very, very quickly. And for me, the thing that the most shocking moment was also the the largest response from us as well, too. And it came around um january february 2022 that was right after you know we were in albany what you just said four thousand people in albany in the freezing cold we, we shocked them then uh just a couple of weeks later defeat the mandates washington dc Forty thousand people in washington dc and then the trucker convoy happens in canada not too long after that but right in that time in austria they make it illegal to walk the streets unvaccinated yep. and they institute fines that if you're caught walking the streets unvaccinated, you could be fined multiple times for being found in the same day walking the streets unvaccinated to eventually going to jail for being unvaccinated. And Austria and Europe in general rose up and the political tensions were crazy. Their, their psychotic uh, head of state had to leave. They got another one. They thought that was better. They were crazy. And this battle happened. But with, with defeat the mandates, the resistance, the, the trucker convoy, that's the moment they backed away. And they backed away from the insanity of put, they wanted to put you in jail for not being injected. And they realized they would have had to go, have gone to a point of a destruction of civil society. That's what because the people were rising up and they were rising up with what they were doing. And in that moment, somebody or some group of people said, that's it. For some reason, they weren't willing to do that. They weren't willing for the type of unrest and battle that would have happened. And then since that moment, it's been slowly coming back. But yes. They're regrouping. <laughs> yes, they what are. The next one's going to be. This is and yeah. this is why we say they they lull us. They do things in darkness and now they can't as of right now. But if you fall asleep, it's pretty dark again and they can do it all over. So, I mean, the days of having all those people in the room with them in Albany, like I was watching on the lives, uh, the last one, 
uh, the days of people like Cozy flying out of out of nowhere yelling at Dinowitz. Those days are 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 they have to stay or things will go back. Uh, people will be lulled into I, like I was. Just go to work, clock in, clock out, go home, watch some TV. I want to I, I want to just like detail what you just talked about so people know what John's talking about is what just happened uh, <clears throat> a month or so ago is we went to Albany when they were voting for the minor consent bill. The minor consent bill would allow children to be vaccinated with any STD related vaccine without parental knowledge or consent. That includes uh, the HPV vaccine, the Hep B vaccine and monkeypox. It also includes PrEP, a drug that uh, a, a lot of gay men take to allegedly prevent getting HIV. So we were there for the vote. We had 40 people in the room for the committee vote, right? There's only like 20 people in there and five lobbyists and then 40 of us. And they're trying to kick us out. And we're like, why are you trying to kick us out? You're not trying to kick out the lobbyists. Like what's going on here? And then they voted. They voted to, for that one and the, the, the database bill and other bad bills. And we had 150 people in the hall. We were chanting protect parental rights. We were chanting no. The video of all of that goes viral. Mainstream news doesn't cover it. The only news that covers it is Gateway Pundit. Kara Kashtanova made sure I, we had a phone call. I'm like, Kara, you got to cover this? She's like, no problem. She got it out there. And just on our own, millions of people sort of came national news just from the alt media, just from us doing this. And then, it, and, and then we put all the pictures of the 16 reps that voted yep. for it up and we just kept putting it out there. And then we went to their offices. We had a drumming circle with Kevin Nathaniel and the spirit drummers in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Like, And then we went up into the Bronx and did a similar thing. So they're not used to all of that pressure from a diverse group of New York. So we really made them pay for those votes and they really had to kind of scurry away and act like they didn't do what we just saw them do. Yeah, listen, at the end of the day, the biggest thing that we have here is they're not used to the people banding together. There's never been a, like you could have factions, but more and more there's a common battle that's happening because it's gotten to the point where it's gotten to, they've gotten so brazen with their with their decisions. It affects everybody and everybody's coming together in some form or, or way around it and that scares the living crap out of them and and it should at the end of the day government has become uh, a, an autonomous operation that we the people did not have any say and we would vote every now and then and we would just be like well whatever happens happens am i going on my next vacation uh, as long as i have work as long as inflation's not too hot now everything is falling apart and it we're getting much more involved and that's the scariest thing for a politician it's the scariest thing that again remember me the healthcare worker who was just going to work coming home sleeping going back to work doing my thing not being on any scene i was just living my life I ran for U.S. Congress. That's how far this was pushed. Yeah. And that, again, real people don't usually get to do that without the backing of a machine because of all of the laws and stuff. But people are very smart. We all underestimate ourselves. I underestimate myself every day of my life, my, my yeah, wife would John, say. John, <laughs> your, your, your run for Congress was like such a perfect example of everything you're talking about. And, and you didn't win. And you went up against an establishment candidate who did everything she could to knock you out that like funded 
just these ridiculous uh what was it the signature challenges right that were just like they, they got that. Me, that dude they kicked me off uh, originally and and made me go to court for that yep. and the, if you look at like the fine details of that whole moment they work together so well the, the in the board of elections the five democrats from the five boroughs and the five republicans from the five boroughs if you are an outside candidate they can they basically look at the webcam give a wink that's a unanimous throw off they unanimously threw me off the ballot i went to court and and nobody saw anything like that they had the board of elections there nicole's team hired a, a, a bougie lawyer from albany who used to be a state senator who claimed he wrote the election law like they went and and the judge made a comment about it during the hearing the virtual hearing he said why is there so many people from the board of elections interested in this specific <laughs> case i find it interesting it like was it was straight up it was interesting because they didn't know what would happen because we're what we're saying when people come together crazy shit happens and that was what they were scared of the fact that she got trump endorsed 13 hours before election yeah. day Yep. And she still I still got 22% of the vote with less than $50,000. That's a freaking win. I'm sorry. I oh, I know I didn't win, but it, that means if Trump did not come out and they did not he didn't put it on Truth Social. If they didn't robocall again with that even though it was the old audio and they they reran it all, they worked that out cuz I exploited that. It, it there's so much smoke and mirrors in this game oh, yeah. of politics and yeah, it, and people, you know, they say, "Would I ever run again?" If I'm in, if I'm in New York, I will run again, possibly. But it's it's all up in the air, uh, and it's just very interesting. That's all I and, can say. And, and what and what my point is on it is that the fact that you were compelled and called to run was a victory in itself, and the successes that you had, and just, I mean, listen, Nicole's her positions are a lot different nowadays. She seems to be way more on the better side of things than when she voted against the the, re, the religious exemption. She voted to repeal the religious exemption for kids in 2019 in Albany. In fact, people don't know, uh, know too well. I don't think a vote like that is coming from Nicole again anytime soon. And your challenge is, is directly uh, related to that. It's directly why it happens. And it's not always about getting everything you want getting the 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 victory beating the system 110% because the system watches the resistance they it sure do, does they try to co-opt the resistance and when they can't co-opt it if they fear it enough then they sit down and have a meeting with the resistance and <laughs> they say okay well what are we going to do to make sure that you don't really resist too much against me and th this is a part of the the tug and pull of, of of political change yeah it it's it's definitely definitely an interesting field um i watched i watched how her campaign swayed over to being like a protester in the street and everyone was like texting me at that point like she stole your persona she's trying to she's trying to put herself forward as a fighter like you to try to win the people back that are going to vote for you and even afterwards even after after i lost and some of the decisions she made came out. I was getting texts from some people uh, I won't name that that have a lot of connections and whatnot in that field. And they said, you did not lose. You are going to change the way Nicole Maliotakis right. performs. That's and right. for that, that is awesome. No, and that's ex that's exactly it. When you have somebody that's kind of a creature of which way is the wind blowing. And look, for Republicans in New York City, it's tough. 
it, it's very tough being a Republican in New York City. There, there's so much um, pressure and power from the Democratic machine. So Nicole has, I mean, in my opinion, over her 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 uh, tenure, cut a lot of deals and gone a lot of different ways trying to navigate that. She needs to see huge resistance to that. She needs to see, no, the people don't want that. No, they don't want you to go along to get along. Um, and I agree 100%. You didn't lose. You impacted her perception. You impacted how she is going to vote, what she's going to support and what she's not going to support. And without well, you, and I've seen that in so many different areas throughout New York City and throughout New York in the past three years. Well, I can tell you, I did not stop her from from buying Signature Bank and and uh, whatever other stocks that she was inside trading, allegedly. I, I would hope that 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 would have come on her radar and she would have said, maybe would, would John have done this? No, but it didn't. But, you know, you can't win them all, like you say. Um, But yeah. So if there's any, is there any other updates or that you can think of that we haven't hit? Um, You know, that's, that's, that's really the bulk of it. Everybody stay tuned to teachersforchoice.org, teachersforchoice.org. Um, we, we we continue with all of our updates and everything that's happening there as well soon. I feel like this primary season went from being one of the most boring to one of the most interesting, which is fantastic. I think I'm hearing coming a lot. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm supporting Bobby Kennedy, but I feel that he's making other people speak to issues they, they wouldn't have spoken to before. And regardless of who you who you support, I just find that amazing as well, too. And I just encourage people pay attention, be involved, because things might get turned upside down real i mean they already kind of are they're getting they turned are. around things are happening that you never expect to, ha- to have happened before and i think it's it's a great time to be alive and to be engaged just like you've been for so long i just encourage people to to keep up that spirit pay attention to what's going on be engaged be involved because uh it's a remarkable time it's scary as it is, it's a remarkable time right now. Yeah, I I think Kennedy running is is freaking awesome. Uh, the Democrats need to have uh, uh, some infighting. They can't just go status quo. And the fact that this freaks them out is a big put that exclamation point above your head. Make the noise from Metal Gear Solid. It this is the moment where people should start paying attention. Why do they not want me to know anything about? rfk jr why yeah and and that and that point is kind of changing now as well too i mean you're like bobby kennedy you know what i mean like what you did it primarying nicole it's the same thing just on a you know you were in a local election and this is on on a national scale but there's really been i think i think they've really turned a corner naomi klein uh who I, I don't like very much put out a hit piece on bobby yesterday uh in the guardian but was or two days ago what was most interesting about this hit piece is she said ignore him democrats ignore him at your own peril the time of ignoring this guy is over let's go at him it's time basically it's time to smear him and i think we're going to see that happen now and in my opinion that's a good thing he's he's a force that's a that's Michael there. You're not in a race until they find a way or they respond to you. That means the machine says there's no chance in hell. Don't even worry. Just act like he's dead. And that's what they usually do. And then you'll, right. you'll, you'll get like per state 1% of the vote, 2% of the vote. People won't even know there's a presidential primary. They'll be like, oh no, Joe Biden's running again. Cause that's just automatically how it goes. It, it reminds me, John, of what I think's about to happen. I think WAPO and New York Times just came after Bobby, uh, Naomi Klein, The Guardian. It reminds me of Trump in 2015. Bingo. It's, it's, it's reminded me of it. Bingo. Coming at him. 
So this who knows? Why, though? Nobody knows is, what's going to happen. This There's is no why they won't. Ball. This is why they won't do debates. This is they're trying to suppress it. The problem is Twitter. They can't control Twitter, at least Agreed. to the way that they did. And now on a world level, we can break news like you guys did with Albany. We can break news. We can network. We can't be suppressed the same way. Instagram.